Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Foss Corporation, LLC. the mansion on the hill. This is the home of Terry's mysterious moments. Stories of oddness, of weirdness, of nature gone strange. This is season four. We thank you for coming along for the ride. Hope you enjoy it. grow dark as a figure in the sky approaches with impressive speed. The bright feathers of this enormous winged creature make for a stark contrast in the sky. It seems to be coasting on the winds above, but with every flap of its wings, the rumbling of thunder can be heard. The people below stare in awe at this mighty protector and enforcer. Behold, the mighty Thunderbird. The Thunderbird is a mythological creature and appears in many early American legends. From the numerous stories of the Thunderbird, it is often assumed that Thunderbird is a protector, though at times this creature can be forced to punish those of low moral integrity. There is much curiosity surrounding the existence of the Thunderbird myths. Many would claim that these myths are simply symbolism that is used to explain natural weather phenomena. There are those that have higher hopes. A small section of pseudoscientists believes that the Thunderbird could have been a pterodactyl that managed to survive longer than thought possible, or another form of megafauna. Some with this belief are of the opinion that the Thunderbird may be a cryptid instead of a mythological creature, though this is unlikely. We know from legend that the Thunderbird is an enormous creature, and it would be unlikely for them to have survived this long away from the public eye. According to reports throughout history, Thunderbirds haven't stayed completely out of the public eye, have they? According to many legends, the Thunderbird is so large that one feather from their wingspan would have to be folded in half to properly fit into a quiver. Uh, I guess it would depend on how big the quiver is. 
Additionally, these creatures were so large and mighty that they could easily carry a whale in their talons. Because of this, many scholars find it unlikely that the Thunderbird could exist in modern day without being seen. In spite of these things, the Thunderbird continues to be a point of fascination for all. The Thunderbird appears to be a creature of extreme intelligence and intrigue. There are many stories that tell of the Thunderbird in early American legends, which make the creature appear to be one of the key deities in their beliefs. The Thunderbird is mysterious in that it is not merely a protector, but also is seen as an enforcer of morality, one that should never, ever be angered. Many legends reference the anger of the Thunderbirds as something fearsome to behold and that should be avoided at all costs. The Thunderbird is known to have harsh punishments for people who have done wrong and is even said to have turned an entire village to stone for their wrongdoings. The Thunderbird was known to give life by nurturing the life forms on Earth, the humans, and giving them the necessary rains to survive. However, these creatures could also destroy the Earth with winds, floods, droughts, and fires caused by lightning. The Thunderbird is thought to be the physical embodiment of the elements as well as a noble spirit that would protect humans from evil spirits. There are some legends that claim the Thunderbird may have even been a distant ancestor to the human race. The Thunderbird myth is very widespread throughout America and Canada. There are also records of similar creatures in Europe, Asia, and Africa. Depending on whose version of the myth is being told, the Thunderbird can be a single entity or can constitute a whole race or tribe of peoples. Some cultures even believe this mighty creature may have married into human families and have offspring that can be traced back to this today. Many legends suggest that Thunderbirds may have the ability to shapeshift into human form. They supposedly did this by removing their feathers, which could be put on and taken off like a blanket, and tipping their beaks up over their heads, similar to the way one might do with a mask. When this was done, a Thunderbird could walk among humans without drawing attention. All that needed to be done for them to transform again was to pull down their beaks and put on their feathers. According to the Menominee tribe, the Thunderbirds live on an enormous mountain that floats in the sky. These majestic creatures are known to control the elements, rain, hail, etc., and sometimes watch the happenings of human life. They are said to find great pleasure in fighting and the accomplishment of impressive feats. These Thunderbirds are known to be enemies of the, pardon me if I mess this up, Misaginibig, the great horned snake, and are the reason mankind has not been devoured or overrun. The Menominee Thunderbirds are also known to be messengers of the great sun and were highly respected by these peoples. The Ojibwe legends of the Thunderbird claim this creature was created by Nanabazo in order to protect people from evil underwater spirits. They lived in the four directions and migrated to the land of the Ojibwe during the spring with other birds. During this time, they fought the underwater spirits and they stayed until the fall when the most dangerous season for the underwater spirits had passed. In the fall, 
they migrated south with the other birds. The Ojibwe Thunderbird legends also suggest that these creatures were responsible for punishing humans who broke moral rules. As the anger of the Thunderbird is known to be extreme, this would have been great incentive to maintain good moral conduct. The Thunderbird of the Winnebago people suggests that this creature also had the power to grant people great abilities. Their traditions dictate that any man who has a vision of the Thunderbird during a fast will one day become a mighty war chief. Sioux legends claim that the Thunderbird was a noble creature that protected humans from Unktahila during the old times. The Unktahila were said to be extremely dangerous reptilian monsters. Without the help of the Thunderbird, it is uncertain if man would have been able to overcome these creatures alone. Arapaho mythology sees the Thunderbird as a summer creature. According to their legends, the Thunderbird was an opposing force to the white owl of winter. The Algonquin peoples had deep reverence for the Thunderbird in their culture. According to their legends, Thunderbirds were ancestors of the human race. Their stories often tell of the Thunderbird's part in the creation of the universe. According to their myths, Thunderbird ruled over the upper world, and the great horned serpent ruled over the underworld. Thunderbird protects humans from the great horned serpent and its followers by throwing lightning at the underwater creatures. Like many other tribes, the Shawnee people also believed the Thunderbird could change its appearance in order to interact with people. Their beliefs, however, detail that Thunderbirds appeared as boys and could be identified by their tendency to speak backwards. That's a neat trick. The Thunderbird is considered to be a mighty creature of enormous size. They are often depicted as being a fantastic size that is difficult to comprehend. It is often said that a Thunderbird is able to pick up a whale in its talons. The frequency with which whales are mentioned in these legends may suggest that whales were a favorite food source of the hungry Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds were also known to have bright and colorful feathers that were very pleasing to look at. Each flap of their wings allowed them to cover great distances and caused a mighty thundering sound, which likely inspired their name. These creatures were also known to have teeth and claws. Although this was often an imposing sight, it was also seen as comforting because the Thunderbird was known to be a great protector. Varying legends tend to differ at this point when it comes to storytelling. There are those who say that the Thunderbird carried lakes of water upon its back. Those who tell this version of the story say that this is where the rains that nourished the lands came from. There are also stories that suggest the Thunderbird had another face in the middle of its chest. There are several variations of this part of the myth. It is uncertain if the face is avian-like or bird-like, or if the face that was seen was a misidentification of two glowing snakes that the creature was said to carry with it. Most versions that claim the Thunderbird carried snakes with it also claim that these snakes were responsible for the lightning bolts that filled the sky upon the great bird's arrival. Other versions of the Thunderbird myth disagree. It is their opinion that the Thunderbird was able to create lightning by simply blinking its eyes. Thunderbird fights Mimlos Whale. 
At one point in time, it was said there was a great flood that covered a significant portion of the earth. During this flood, Thunderbird is said to have fought Memlos Whale. Their fight was long and brutal. The Thunderbird would grab Memlos Whale with his mighty talons and drag the creature to his mountain nest. Memlos Whale was tricky, however, and would manage to escape the nest and find refuge in the water again. Every time Thunderbird captured Memlos Whale, there would be a great fight between the two beasts. The noise that resulted from their fight was so great it shook the mountains. Their battle was so brutal that they uprooted all the trees in any area they fought in. The fight between Thunderbird and Memlos Whale continued for a great period of time until finally Thunderbird was tired and allowed Memlos Whale to escape into the depths of the ocean. It is said this is why the killer whale can still be found in the ocean today, as Memlos Whale is thought to be represented by the killer whale. Although the fight between the two creatures ended with no clear victor, the memory of their battle can still be seen on the face of the earth. The places where they fought still remain bare of trees to this day and are thought to be the prairies that are found on the Olympic Peninsula. Thunderbird turns people to stone. There is said to be a time when a hunter living in Beaver Prairie happened across one of Thunderbird's kills while looking for food. While there, he saw a great whale that the Thunderbird had carried onto the prairie. The whale was so heavy that the Thunderbird needed to rest before eating its prey and had fallen asleep. The hunter took a feather from Thunderbird's wing and went back to his people. When he returned to his village, he told his people of his encounter with Thunderbird and showed them the feather as evidence. The feather was as long as a canoe paddle and it did not take them long before they had come to believe the hunter. He then told the people that he had seen a whale in the prairie and that if they went quickly, they would be able to cut up the whale and eat it themselves. A great number of beach and river tribes came in canoes and approached the dead carcass of the whale. In their greedy excitement, they cut up the whole whale. By the end of the evening, the entire whale had been cut into pieces and was being cooked by the people. They were satisfied with this feast, though their satisfaction would not last long. Suddenly, the sky became dark and the clouds began to draw together. This was the sign that Thunderbird was returning and was angry with the people for stealing his food while he was sleeping. He caused a great storm to take place. At first, the storm was only rain. Soon, however, the rain turned into hail that was larger than a man's fist. The hail plummeted to the ground with brutal speed and killed everyone on the prairie below. After Thunderbird's storm passed, he turned the people and all their stolen meat into stone. This caused a ridge of large rocks to be formed. This ridge reached from one edge of the prairie to the other end. It is said that this ridge still exists. If one looks closely, they can see the head and ribs of the great whale that was stolen from Thunderbird. Thunderbird causes a great flood and separates the Quailut peoples. It is said that once, Thunderbird became so angry with the people that he caused a great flood to occur. The oceans rose so high that the Quailut people were forced to get into their boats to take shelter. The oceans rose so high that even the tops of the mountains were covered with water. 
This went on for four days. After four days, the Quailute sailed with no sun or landmarks to guide them. When the waters receded again for four days, it was discovered that many of the Quailute had been scattered. When they found land again, some of the Quailute found that they were in Ho, H-O-H, Ho. Others discovered themselves in Chimacum. Both of these groups decided to stay there to live out their lives. Very few of the people forced to flee were able to find their way back to Quailute. The origin of Thunderbird according to the Passamaquoddy peoples. It is said that the Thunderbird was discovered when two warriors of the Passamaquoddy people wanted to find the origin of thunder. They embarked on a journey that took them north until they reached a large mountain. These mountains were magical and were able to pull apart slowly and then smash together again quickly. The warriors crossed the mountain pass one after another, each vowing to the other to continue if they were unable to succeed in their mission. The first warrior made it through the mountain pass, but the second warrior was crushed by the colliding rocks. Once on the other side of the mountain pass, the first warrior found a large plain with a group of wigwams. Near the wigwams, there was a group of Indians who were playing a game. For a while they played, but after some time had passed, they decided it was time for them to go. They went into the wigwams and put on wings, then flew back over the mountains to the south. There were, however, a few of the older men that still remained in the camp. When they saw the warrior, they questioned him to discover who he was and why he had wandered into their camp. He told them of his desire to discover the origin of thunder. The elders talked for a while until they were able to decide on a way to help him understand the origin of thunder. After some time, they called the warrior over and put him inside a large mortar. That's the mixing bowl like used in pharmacies. They then pounded all of his bones until they were broken and created a new body for the warrior complete with wings like the Thunderbird. Then they gave the young warrior a bow and arrows and sent him on his way. This is how the Passamaquoddy warrior became a Thunderbird. Legend claims that he still keeps guard over good Indians and is a mighty protector. Thunderbird saves people from Oktehi. According to legend, the Thunderbird Wakan Tonka was the grandson of the great sky spirit that had created the world and brought people into existence. All would have been peaceful if the water spirit Unktehi had not gotten involved. Unktehi thought people were parasites and she and her followers, the Unktehila, tried to drown all humans. Terrified, the people retreated to the highest hill they could find and prayed for help. Wakan Tonka heard their pleas and came to fight Unktehi so she would leave the people in peace. Wakantanka caused lightning to split open the earth. This drained Unktehi and the Unktehila into the cracks far away from mankind. Many who have studied the Thunderbird myth are convinced that it originated as a way for Native Americans to better explain the world around them. It is supposedly a creature who has control over both life and death. As such, the Thunderbird serves as a respected deity and demonstrates how the elements can give humans both life and be a cause of death or endangerment.
People who think the story of the Thunderbird is figurative often point to the story of the travelers who went in search of Thunderbird. In this story, similar to the other, there are two travelers looking to discover the origin of thunder. When they look to the part of the story that tells us one of the travelers is crushed between two rocks, some scholars are convinced that this is a metaphor used to discuss the semi-visible shape of the man in the moon as a crushed Indian warrior. If this warrior is a fixture in the moon, it could mean that the Thunderbird is a constellation. There is one pictograph in particular that intrigues researchers for its resemblance to a stellar creature that many believe could be a supernova. Despite these speculations, the origin of the Thunderbird myth is admittedly unknown. Pterodactyls and Megafauna While many rely on a more theological explanation, there are some who believe the stories of Thunderbird are inspired by real creatures that were witnessed by the early Americans. The explanation for which creature this may be tends to vary, but tends to lead to the suggestion that the Thunderbirds could be a cryptid as well as a legendary creature. Those who point to the pterodactyls are insistent that the early Americans were known to inhabit the Americas at a point in time where they could have encountered one of these creatures if it had managed to survive past the estimated extinction of the dinosaurs. Because of the pterodactyl's great wingspan, it's plausible that the sound made from this creature's flapping of wings could have been the cause of the name Thunderbird. The pterodactyl is also a solid candidate because it has teeth. While teeth do not always appear in the legend of the Thunderbird, there are many totem poles with carvings of the creature that suggest it does have teeth. The major drawback of the pterodactyl is being the source of the myths is that the wings of the Thunderbird and the wings of the pterodactyl appear to be very different. The pterodactyl is thought to have wings similar to that of a bat, and the Thunderbird has wings that are feathered. There are some that still argue the pterodactyl could be a likely candidate because the wings could have been a similar color, and the natives may have simply observed these creatures from a distance without ever interacting with them up close. Details in the legend, however, contradict the legends of the Thunderbird, and they often refer to the bright colors of the creature's feathers. The two facts of the feathers and the leathery wings seem to eliminate the pterodactyl entirely, though. There could be an alternative explanation, as there always is. Species of megafauna are known to have existed in the Americas during the time that the first peoples would have been settling on the continent. And it is possible that a species of megafauna is responsible for the very detailed descriptions of the Thunderbird. This is one of the more commonly accepted theories as to the origin of the Thunderbird, especially those who are hoping to find a cryptid. Though it is extremely uncommon that a cryptid of this size would be able to stay hidden from modern eyes this long, the possibility still proves to be intriguing to many pseudoscientists. I'm not sure why they're calling them pseudoscientists. Maybe because they're studying something that other established scientists find ridiculous.
The Thunderbird is a term that is used in cryptozoology to describe large bird-like creatures. We've discussed that. Generally identified with the Thunderbird of early American tradition. Similar cryptids reported in the Old World were often called rocks. They were huge birds. Thunderbirds are regarded by a small number of researchers as having lizard features like the extinct pterosaurs such as Pteranodon. Reports of Thunderbird sightings go back centuries and the fossil record does show that giant birds called pteratorns with wingspans between 12 and 18 feet were likely contemporary with early men. Today, the Thunderbird is generally regarded as a myth. Myth or not, there have been modern sightings, at least in the last 200 years, has been well-kept records of such a creature, reported as real, as opposed to mythological accounts. Though believers in the phenomenon often use the early American legends in attempts to support their claims. In the mid-20th century, Bigfoot researcher and cryptozoology author Lauren Coleman wrote about a series of Thunderbird sightings in the 1940s. On April 10th of 1948, three individuals in Overland, Illinois, spotted what they originally thought would be a passing plane. But after seeing a large set of flapping wings, they realized this plane was something very different. A few weeks later, in Alton, Illinois, a man and his son saw what they described as an enormous bird creature with a body shaped like a naval torpedo. The creature was flying at least 500 feet above them and cast a shadow the same size as a small passenger plane. Similar sightings around the same time in St. Louis, Missouri prompted residents to write concerned letters to then St. Louis Mayor Alois P. Kaufman demanding that the city do something about these reportedly huge birds. The mayor instructed an administrative assistant to set a trap to catch one of the creatures, but when blue heron tracks were discovered on an island in the Merrimack River, the mystery was considered solved. Apparently blue herons are very large birds. There was a spike in Thunderbird sightings in the late 20th century. On occasion, such reports were accompanied by large footprints or other purported evidence. Among the most controversial reports is the July 25, 1977 account from Lawndale, Illinois. About 9 p.m., a group of three boys were at play in a residential backyard. Two large birds approached and chased the boys. Two of the boys escaped unharmed, but the third boy, 10-year-old Marlon Lowe, did not. One of the birds reportedly clamped his shoulder with his claws then lifted Lowe about two feet off the ground, carrying him some distance. Lowe fought against the bird, which then released him. Viewed by some as a tall tale, boys will be boys, I guess, the descriptions given by the witnesses of these birds match that of an Andean condor, a large black bird with a white ringed neck and a wingspan up to ten feet. However, an Andean condor's talons are not strong enough to lift heavy objects. Lauren Coleman and his brother Jerry interviewed several witnesses after the reported event. In the 21st century, in 2002, a sighting of a large bird-like creature with a wingspan of around 14 feet was reported in Alaska. The Anchorage Daily News reported witnesses describing the creature like something out of the movie Jurassic Park. 
Scientists suggested the giant bird may simply have been a Stellar's sea eagle, which have a wingspan of six to eight feet. There had also been previous reports of similar creatures in the same area about that time. As recently as 2007, sightings have been claimed in the area around San Antonio, Texas. Yay, San Antonio. As mentioned earlier, some cryptozoologists have theorized the ancient Thunderbird myth to be based on sightings of a real animal with a mistaken assessment of its apparent size. Some skeptics claim such a large bird could never have flown, but bumblebees can't fly either. Several flying creatures with huge wingspans are indeed known in historical record. The prehistoric vulture-like Argentavis magnificens had a wingspan of around 23 feet and was capable of flight. The massive Cretaceous-era pterosaur Quetzalcoatlus northropi, or perhaps Hatsagopteryx thambima, was the largest known flying creature in history, with a wingspan around 12 meters, or 40 feet. However, the Thunderbird's identity as a pterosaur is unlikely because, as we said, one, the pterosaur is extinct, two, the pterosaur's wings are membranes, not feathers. There's a San Antonio-based cryptozoologist named Ken Gerhard who thinks it could be a pteratorn. That's the giant bird. Again, pteratorns are from the Greek, which were very large birds of prey that lived in North and South America from the Miocene to the Pleistocene eras. They include some of the largest known flying birds. So far, at least four species have been identified, apparently through fossil record. Gerhardt has written a book called Big Bird, Modern Sightings of Flying Monsters. He was talking about these big birds that are sometimes big as planes, wingspans from 15 to 20 feet. Early Americans called them thunderbirds, depicted them in their art. Their flapping wings were said to have caused explosive noises. What's interesting is that the reports of these giant raptor-like birds do continue into modern times, said Gerhardt. He said, there's solid evidence. Something's overhead. I believe there's a good chance that a lot of large prehistoric animals, if you will, remain undiscovered by modern science. In a San Antonio account, a Guadalupe Cantu III says a creature like this flew right over his car. He says he's seen what most have not, an unidentified flying object and one that still scares him. We were afraid that it would come at us, so we stayed in the car until it passed this way, witness Cantu said. This thing's all feathers, all black, much bigger than me. It looked at us. It had very stooped up shoulders. The beast has been spotted from the Rio Grande Valley to the mountains of New Mexico. It looked like what was possibly two people standing on top of the mountain up there, said David Zander, who saw the monster in New Mexico. Something that big. I guess it kind of makes you feel like it could come over and carry you off if it wanted to. Gerhardt theorizes these are the surviving ancestors of modern condors and vultures. They lived up to 6,000 years ago, we know for sure, in parts of North America. In fact, over 100 specimens have been recovered from the La Brea tar pits in California. 
Cryptozoologists also think that the Thunderbird was associated with storms because they followed the drafts to stay in flight, not unlike the way a modern eagle rides mountain-up currents. Cryptozoologist John Keel claims to have mapped several Thunderbird sightings and found that they corresponded chronologically and geographically with storms moving across the United States. Angelo Caparella, an ornithologist at Illinois State University, argues that the existence of such undiscovered large creatures is highly unlikely, especially in North America. There's not enough food, Caparella says, in many areas where abnormally large birds are reported. Maybe that's why they're reported, because they're looking for food. Perhaps more important, according to Caparella, is the lack of sightings by the legions of competent bird watchers scanning the skies of the U.S. and Canada, who sometimes make surprising observations with cameras at the ready. Were there breeding populations of large unknown birds, Caparella contends, they could not remain unknown for long. There's one genus of extinct flightless birds from the Americas that has been named Brontornis, whose name literally means Thunderbird. However, few, if any, cryptozoologists regard this bird as the origin of the Thunderbird because of its flightlessness. You can find Thunderbird images atop many totem poles and often carved into the lava rocks of the Petroglyph National Monument in Albuquerque. Similar images are found in petroglyphs all over North America. According to legend, the Thunderbird is said to have a wingspan the length of two canoes with the ability to deafen people with the sound of its wings. It's definitely a real animal, according to the native peoples, Gerhardt said. It's not necessarily a legendary animal. Are Thunderbirds real? Perhaps they once were. Perhaps they still are. Perhaps cryptids who are reported far and wide but have never been captured may have better brains than humans, or maybe they just have better memories than humans, remembering the maltreatment of we supposedly advanced species against their predecessors. They may just choose to peek out at us every so often to see if we've learned better manners in dealing with things different from ourselves. Well, that's the show for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. Be with me next week as we come back with another story or another group of stories for Terry's Mysterious Moments. I want to remind you that on Mondays, Aaron Hunter brings you Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast, which is listener stories that Aaron tells, mostly ghost stories. On Tuesdays, we have Aaron Frail with Aaron's Horror Show, where he reviews horror movies, different books, uh, things that he's written. Wednesdays, it's me, Terry's Mysterious Moments, with me, Terry from Texas, where we cover just about anything you can think of. We also have video productions on the first Friday of the month from Full Dark Productions, from The Witching Hour, and from Unexplained Cases. Also remember that you can go to your app store, whether you have an Apple or an Android, you can go to your app store, look for the RPA app. It's 
a black square with a blue eye right in the middle of it. You can't miss it. And you can download that app, install it into the device you uh, listen to the programs on, and that way you will not have to go looking for the programs. They'll be right there. Do that. It'll be a lot easier for you to get to the stories. That's about it. I hope everybody has a good week. Thanks for being here. Bye-bye.